Hello everyone and welcome to the Residency Match Podcast. I'm your host Malki Asad and in today's episode, I'm excited to have Dr. Timothy Irwin, who's a PGY5 plastic surgery resident at the Harvard Plastic Surgery Program, to talk about how to prepare for residency interviews. Welcome Dr. Irwin to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Malki. I would like to start by asking you about the preparation for the interview process. When residents receive their interviews and they know that they're going to interview at a certain program, what recommendations do you have for them to prepare for that interview? Sure. So I think there's there's two parts of interview preparation that are uh, particularly important. The The first part is uh, preparing uh preparing to interview at a specific program. So if you know that you're going to be interviewing, say, at the Harvard Plastic Surgery Program, then you want to do a little bit of, uh, do a little bit of research on the program itself. I think there's, there's a few different avenues that you can use to look at the programs. I think almost every program has a, has a website that can give you some pretty useful information about um, the curriculum uh, about uh, what residents are already there and what faculty members um, you you work with as resident in the program. Um, they'll also give you an idea of what type of research and what type of other interests that the uh, faculty and residents have, uh, and those are good things to to know about as well. Uh, as well, uh, they'll help you in the interview process because sometimes you can ask. Uh, pretty good questions to an inter- to somebody that's interviewing you um, about a specific topic that they might have an interest in or that they research. And, and that's always a, a good way to break the ice a little bit and let people, let the interviewers know that you kind of know a little bit about them, just like they know a little bit about you. Definitely. So, and I feel when you know, when they know that you have done some research about the program, it changes the the course of the conversation. Completely. I, I think if you come in there and, and you ask uh, intelligent questions about either the program or, or people in it, uh, then you're right. I think it entirely can change the course of the conversation. Now, if you, if you come in and you ask, and you ask questions like, oh, so tell me what, what kind of rotations do you do? Um, I mean, that, that, that information can be easily looked up online. So uh, you don't, you don't want to ask basic questions uh, that may already be present on, on the website. Um, and then in addition to the website, you can, you can ask your mentors. Uh, you can ask uh, other residents that had interviewed at those programs before that may be in, at your home program. And then I would say, you know, lastly, you can look at social media and you can kind of see um, what they put on their own social media or what they put on, uh, or what their residents uh, in their program put on their social media in terms of research and interest and stuff like that. So the second part of preparing for an interview, which I think is actually the most important, is uh, knowing your application backwards and forwards. So uh, not only knowing your application, but but being able to sell yourself. So that that's what you're that's what you're doing in the interview process. Um, you're trying to sell yourself and make every program think um, and believe that you are the best uh, fit for their program. And so um, once you know a little bit about what what each program has to offer because you've done your research on them, then you can kind of see how you can uh, fit into that program 
and then uh, and then highlight during that interview uh, your strengths and how they will uh, be applied into that type of program. I'll, I'll use a little uh, anecdote for this. So, um, so here at the Harvard Plastic Surgery Program, we rotate at um, at quite a few large tertiary quaternary uh, centers, and we have a ton of faculty members. So in contrast, some programs may only have six to 10 faculty members who they get to, who they operate with all the time and get to know on really well. Um, I, I have a ton of faculty members that I get to work with and I know a lot of them really well, but it takes initiative on the, on the resident part. So when I interviewed here, I made sure to give, um, to give stories and to, and to talk about how I was, I, I, had used initiative uh, during my uh, undergraduate studies and how that continued into medical school and and so forth. So, um, so, so I think that that's an important thing to think about as well. This is a really great point, and it brings me to my second question, which is, as part of the preparation, you need to know to have an idea about the questions you might be asked about. Can you tell us a little bit about the potential questions that interviews might have during the interview? Yeah. I, I think the biggest question uh, that's asked at every interview is the tell me about yourself question. Um, and, I, you know, everybody kind of makes fun of it, but I think it's a freebie for uh, it's a freebie for the applicant because I, I basically am given the floor or, or, or as the applicant, you're basically given the floor for about two to three minutes to tell the interviewers who you are, where you came from, and what you're all about. And so I, I, uh, I didn't necessarily say the same thing each time. Again, you know, I kind of uh, had a general template that I followed, but I, I had, a, a, I had a, a prepared answer to that question um, prior to my first interview. And basically, I, I wanted people to know kind of where I came from and, and uh, and what I was about and kind of uh, my core values and who I was as a person and what I was looking for in a program. Um, and I, I think that that's probably the easiest thing to do uh, is to have a good answer for that. But, you know, some people don't. Some people will kind of get caught off guard a, a little bit. But you may be asked that question three to four times in at the same institution. Uh, other questions that that you will most definitely be asked about uh, anything on your CV uh, or on your application is is fair game. So if you have a ton of research publications, if you if you're somebody that that took a research year off uh, and you're very productive and you have say 20 to 30 uh, publications, I would certainly you, you know maybe there's one that you that you wrote like five or six years ago that you, that you might not remember all the details on I would I would brush up on on some of those things because because I've had I've certainly had people ask me about uh, projects that weren't pertaining to plastic surgery and have been written a while ago so um, so I would I would know your own application backwards and forwards and be able to answer any questions um, uh, uh, quickly uh, about your application you know the the other things uh, the other questions that I think uh, people ask all the time are, so uh, why do you want to come to our program? 
And so again, that goes in line with preparing and researching the program prior to coming. So you want to know, you want to have an answer to that question. You want to know, like, why do you want to, why do you want to be at that particular program? Other questions people will ask is, uh, why do you want to move here? Um, I think it's, I think people that ask those questions uh, are usually not in like the major cities. They're kind of in the smaller cities or programs that are um, out in more rural areas. And, uh, you know, if a medical student is at, is at a, you know, in New York City and they're interviewing uh, in, in the middle of central Pennsylvania, you know, some people are like, oh, so you really want to come here? Uh, tell me why you want to leave New York City. <laughs> so I think that you have to be, you have to be, um, you have to be ready to answer those questions as well. Um, and then I think, I think uh, other few questions that you, you'll want to know the answers to or uh, that I've been asked before, you know, what's your favorite plastic surgery operation? Um, why do you want to be a plastic surgeon? Um, where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? Um, and then what would be your ideal uh, plastic surgery career? What would that look like? Um, and so I think, uh, I think that those are all fair questions and you just have to spend a little bit of time thinking about them. And, um, and they're very individual. You know, there's not a right answer for any of those things, but I think that they, people just want to know that you uh, have spent time thinking about that. Awesome. I've heard from previous applicants that some uh, people get questions regarding behavioral situations. What would you do if you had, for example, an angry resident or faculty yeah. or difficult patient? Can you give us an idea about these type of questions? Sure. So um, I had, I, I've never been asked a clinical question on, an, on the interviews. I think that most people aren't doing those anymore, but you're right. The behavioral uh, interview uh, questions, uh, I have been asked a quite a few times. I remember one of the questions that I was asked um, was was more about um, you know trying like basically the ethics or trying to decide between uh, following the the quote unquote rules of the hospital or trying to uh, decide against against the safety of a patient. So um, and again, I think that those there, there's you know these are ethical gray areas and sometimes they don't necessarily uh they don't necessarily care about your exact answer um obviously you, you know they want to see that you're weighing the the you know pros of following rules and protocol and and the pros of 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 taking good care and uh of patients but they but i think they kind of want to see more uh they want to see more that you are you're thinking about the problem critically. You are responding in a non-emotional um, and a uh, and a very streamlined process. And then they they want to uh, they do want to just kind of weed out the people that have like absolutely you know off the wall ridiculous answers. <laughs> um, so I think that that's why they that's why a lot of interviewers ask those questions. And then you know I would say. Um, there's, there's usually always a question um, every few interviews or so about uh, conflict resolution. And uh, you know, you're, 
you mentioned it, the, you know, conflict between residents, like an angry resident or uh, an angry attending, or, you know, what do you do if a, if a resident calls you out or you see a, a resident, uh, one of your co-residents doing something inappropriate. And I think for me, the biggest thing is, is, um, you know, I always would try and, and I would say, and I always try to, you know, resolve those conflicts interpersonally first and, and go directly to the person that they affect. Um, instead of, you know, I think the wrong answer in those situations is saying like, oh, I'd write them up for a safety report and, and then I'd try and get them fired. Uh, I, I don't think that, that you know, uh, that taking the over-exaggerated steps um, is ever the right answer in those things. Again, I think they want you to, they want to see that you're thinking critically about these, that you're caring about people as individuals and that you're, and that you uh, aren't coming up with a, with a crazy off the wall answer. So it comes up and, and, and it is important. Uh, you know, they want to find residents that are going to um, not cause problems, but help solve problems. So I, from looking at the NRMP data, you see that after being invited to an interview, the interview takes the top three ranks in the selection for the rank. So how can the applicants shine out or stand out during an interview if you just answer the question? It's kind of harder to do that during the interview compared to a test where you get a higher score. So what are your recommendations regarding that? Sure. So I think, um, I think one, of the, one of the easiest ways to, to stand out is to make sure that you are communicating your, your message and, and selling yourself with all of your answers um, to, to every question. And you're right. You know, sometimes you're not going to get the, the perfect question to show what you have or to show what you've done. But I think that, I think that almost every question that interviewers ask, there's an opportunity for you to somehow weave it into your story. So before I went on interviews, I kind of picked, I picked five or seven bullet points about my application and about myself that I felt that I wanted to share, um, that, that that's how I was going to, to sell my story. Um, and I, I tried to weave those into pretty much any question that I was asked. Um, and it takes a little bit of practice, um, but I think that you, you know, with, with a little bit of practice uh, and with, with a little bit of uh, mentoring and um, feedback from uh, from people that are close to you and from uh, people that have done this before, like plastic surgery residents or plastic surgery attendings, um, that you can be pretty successful in that. And I think that's how you, that's how you stand out. I think trying to uh, is delivering your message clear and concisely uh, to the interviewers. Um, and, and I would stay away from. I would stay away from trying to uh, like overtly name drop or, uh, or overtly bring up uh, experience you had out of nowhere. Uh, like they ask you a behavioral question and you're like, well, the one time I, I was, the one time I was in uh, Africa for two months taking care of sick kids, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I would, I would uh, try and, you know, weave it into and keep it relevant to the questions that they ask. Perfect. 
The next question could be, what can hurt you during an interview? What are the things that students should avoid during the interview? Yeah, so, um, so I would definitely avoid um, poor, uh, poor body language. Uh, I think sometimes uh, people, people can either be too nervous or too relaxed. I think that there's a, there's a good in-between there, but you definitely, you definitely, you know, don't want to be uh, sitting back in your chair with your legs crossed wh while you're <laughs> in an interview, but you also certainly don't want to be, uh, you know, tapping your legs and tapping your arms and, and, and kind of getting your nervous energy out there. I think, uh, I think, being a uh, feeling, uh, having a very professional posture and being relaxed um, is good. I think uh, other things that can hurt you in terms of your answers is if you don't actually answer the question. Like I said before, you know, it's it's great to try and sell yourself um, and sell your sell your application um, and, and talk about your application. But if if you just kind of go off on a tangent and and you don't actually answer the question that they ask, then they're they're going to they're going to kind of write you off a little bit. Um, the other thing that I would say uh, would be um, I, I would be to be careful about uh, like confidence and arrogance. I, I would never give, uh, I, I would never want uh, to portray that in an interview. Um, so if somebody, if somebody asks you uh, a question about um, this is actually a, this is actually a, kind of relevant, but you know, a lot of people will ask you, well, what about cosmetic surgery? Like, do you want to be a cosmetic surgeon? And some people find for whatever reason, it's taboo to tell people on plus surgery interviews that, that you want to be a cosmetic surgeon or, or something like that. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give any hard answer like, Oh no, like I, you know, I, I don't want to be a plus surgeon or a cosmetic surgeon. I don't know why anybody would want to be a, uh, be a plastic surgeon that focuses on, on cosmetic surgery, you know, that, you know, you know, you never know who's, who you're talking to and you never want to give uh, a polarizing answer. Um, so I would always try and for those kind of give a, a middle ground answer. <laughs> Do you think any of the aspects you talked about will change during the virtual interview, especially that most programs will be conducting their interviews virtually this year? Do I think that anything's going to change? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think it's going to be very interesting this year. I myself am, am, am doing, uh, I'm applying for hand fellowship this year. So I will also be doing, uh, fellowship interviews virtually, wow. which is going to be a ton of fun. Um, as I'm sure all the medical students out there are feeling the same way right now. So I, I think that the, the big things that are going to change, are that um, you know you're not going to be able to see you're not going to be able to see the place uh, and really experience the the culture um, which you normally get to do on on the interviews you know you get to go to the night before dinner or you get to go to dinner the night after um, and and really get a good idea of of the culture and and who you're um, and and who is in the program so I think that it's going to be kind of interesting. Um, to see what different programs do to compensate for that. So I think that's the way that, that things might change. You know, people might have breakout rooms where you just go and talk with residents for, uh, you know, 20 minutes and ask, ask any questions you have. Um, 
but I, I don't think that, um, I don't think that it's really, um, I, I think that it's going to be, there's going to be pretty different this year in terms of getting a gauge on the culture and, and a gauge on, um, on like the hospital system and, and the city itself too. You know, you're not going to be able to visit these cities that you're going to be in. So you kind of, that you may be in. So it's going to be kind of interesting. The, the one thing that I would say is that, um, and this is true for in-person interviews as well, but for the virtual interviews, I would treat the whole time you're on the Zoom conversation, I would treat it like you're being interviewed. So even if you're not in an interview room and you're just like in a breakout room and chatting with other applicants or chatting with other residents, I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't necessarily just, uh, I, I would be cognizant that somebody may always be, uh, may always be listening. There might be a resident in the breakout room that you, you don't see on the, on the grid or on the panel. So I wouldn't, uh, I would just be careful about those things. Great points. My final question for today is, do you have any specific advice for international medical graduates applying to residency? Sure. I mean, I think uh, I'm not an international medical graduate myself. Uh, there are some in our program. And I think, I think for international medical graduates, I would say the same things for interview, for interview tactics. Uh, I, I would say, you know, know your, know yourself and know, uh, know your story and, and how you want to, to sell your story to the interviewers and then know the programs and know, know what you can offer the programs and how you best fit into the programs. And then, and then do, do the same thing. I think to be honest, I think as an international medical graduate, once you have the interviews, that's more than half, more than half the battle. Um, and then it's, and then it, at least what we say here at Harvard plastic surgery is, you know, if, if you have a, if we're interviewing you, then we think that you're a resident, that you are the type of person that would, uh, that is, you know, would be a good resident in our program. And now we're just trying to find the, the right fit, the right type of people for, for the program. So we don't interview any, anybody here that uh, we don't think would, would be a good resident. Um, and so, like I said, so if once you're in the interview process, I would, I would just, you know, stick to, uh, stick to all the stuff that got you there. Um, know yourself, know the programs and know how you, how you're going to kind of fit, fit into things. Perfect. So that brings us to the end of our episode today, Dr. Erwin, do you have any additional thoughts on this topic? I, I just wanted to thank you for uh, reaching out again. I think, I think, uh, these are, you know, great top topics and, and great talks. And, uh, and I think you're, you're helping out a lot of people and not just this year, but probably years to come too. So if you find any value in this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving five star rating to help the podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Malka Asad or my Facebook page, Malka Asad MD. With that said, I'll speak to you on the next episode of the Residency Mash Podcast. Peace.